Welcome to So Story. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jenny. I live in St. Louis and I studied media production. I'm Christina. I live in Brooklyn and I studied writing. While our education vaguely qualifies us to talk about what we're talking about, we're truly qualified because we've binged hours and hours of Netflix. So many hours. start off with some would you rather questions questions that help us to get to know one another though Jenny and I have known each other for about eight years give or so maybe some of you don't know us so let's dive in (laughs) would you rather tagline but please never make us choose between Dumbledore and Gandalf oh yes never Would you rather have the ability to fly or have the ability of invisibility? Topical. I like it. (laughs) I think invisibility. Okay, why? I think invisibility because it's sneaky. Uh, I think (laughs) I'm already pretty sneaky. Like, I can sneak up on a person. I'm really quiet. So, like... My invisibility wouldn't be ruined by being clumsy, and I, I would enjoy that a lot. I would I would be able to handle awkward public social situations by just being like, I'm out. I'm here, but I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, like, not a huge fan of heights. I think I would not enjoy flying. Be like, oh, cramp. Okay, I guess I'm dead now. Oh, I hadn't thought about cramping midair. Yeah, I would readily use invisibility more than I would the ability to fly. Because people will just think that they just missed you leave. People won't... I mean, they would have to... You could just go to the bathroom and then make yourself invisible and then gradually exit. And then people would just never know that you peaced out. But... With the ability to fly, everybody sees that you are different. To me, also, there's a lot of factors that I'm, I'm beginning to consider also. Like, how does the how do these abilities manifest? Invisibility. Do your clothes also go invisible? I feel like that's really important. Uh... And also, like, if you fly, do you just kind of, like, become weightless and lift off? Or do you have wings and you have to flap? Because I feel so like... So many details. A lot of superhero flying abilities, they just kind of, like, push off. There's not really, like, a lot of muscle movement involved in their flight. We could really overanalyze this question. I feel like we should probably move on. <laughs> no. We're going to stay here for the rest of the episode. <sighs> this is important. Okay. Okay. For the next question. Would you rather lose something every week... Or just never have a purse or a bag or a pocket. Oh, no. So you can live in a world where you have pockets and purses and bags, but you still lose something once a week, at least once a week. Or you you always have all of your things, but you just don't have anywhere to put them. 
Oh no. See, I I need a little. I need some parameters. We need to. We need to like decide. Um. If you lose something every week, do you ever find it again, or is it just lost? Oh, like if you lose something this week, but then next week you find the thing that you lost and you lose a new thing. Right, or you constantly like losing your pen, and then in a week you find it, and then you lose it again. Mm. I'm a ima- The way I interpreted that is like, I have a lot of little things, right? And I use a lot of them, but I l- I lose them constantly. I'm like, I've got to buy a new pen now, and I lose that pen, and like I never get those pens back. Yo, losing pens and losing chapstick that adds up. I would probably prefer to lose something every week i just would yeah i i think i would also because pockets are the best pockets are the best bags are the best i i have a lot of things that i try to carry with me all the time i i need i need i need a bag i'm I'm not i'm not gonna live where pockets and bags don't exist imagine like if the only thing you had to carry with you was a key but you had to carry it in your hand. Nope. Th- th- that's the end of my life right there. Like, I would be so stressed out about dropping that thing. Yep. Yep. And I don't even have to deal with the subway. So what was your answer? You you would rather lose something every week? Yeah. I think I would I need too. pockets. Yeah. 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 Last question. Would you rather live life without burgers or live life without pizza definitely love life without burgers same no contest yeah same i like never have cravings for burgers i'll eat them i like them they're fine but i i i need pizza for life pizza is just way more versatile too true you can even have a burger pizza if you really wanted if you really yeah i don't recommend it but you could some people really like that. Some people really like that. I'm kind of grossed out now. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. So today we are talking about everyone's favorite blockbuster topic, superheroes. And just the stories and things that are so intertwined in in just kind of pop culture and the way we perceive these kind of bigger than life characters and all of the fun stuff around that. I think especially in the last 10 or so years, superhero stories have really come to the forefront of um, general pop culture where comic book nerds kind of had like a niche area where they could like their thing and other people didn't care. But like it's really been made very accessible to just about everybody these days yeah 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 it's a huge part of our culture now so let's let's kick off with um our first question on this subject there's mad superheroes they all have different superpowers different character traits but they all tend to pretty much fight for justice or for the common good, for the general public. They all seem to be for something greater than themselves. Given that we can kind of make a blanket statement like that about superheroes, Jenny, why do you think we pick 
favorite superheroes? I think, especially since superheroes have become such a, like, a broadly cultural icon, or mm. are icons in the last recent times, I think there's just a wider variety of characters and, like, character types to look at, and there's a lot more opportunity than there used to be to, like, uh, really identify with a character um, as someone who's like me and someone who reflects my values. If you relate to a particular struggle that the character has or a particular like ideal that they seem to work out and act on, then you would probably choose one of those. When you like look at the Avengers as a, a big one of recent years, the, there's such a variety of characters just in that one, the one first movie, and then there's more and more as they go on. Right. Um, Never ending. But it it leads to this interesting divergence in the like Avengers group where you've got Team Iron Man and Team Captain America showing up, and you're like, wait, weren't they all on the same team to start with? And it's because they have very like different ideological approaches to like doing the good that they can do. Yeah, yeah. And I think about what you just said about the way that um, that we really we really identify with the heroes that have similar values to our own. I was thinking about this episode and in preparation I was trying to pick, you know, a favorite superhero or one that I identify with most. And it was really hard <laughs> because because of some of the values that I have. And um, oh, I'm sure as soon as, as soon as I share this list of values, someone will hit me up when they hear this and say, hey, did you know this superhero existed? They're like probably going to be your fave once you look them up. Um, <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, please, please. If you find one that matches the, the list I'm about to share, please let me know. Send yes. them to me. Um, so, yeah, I value keeping a cool head under pressure controlled strength so someone who doesn't have anything to prove to anybody else they're not smashing buildings just for the heck of it they're not humiliating others unnecessarily they just are impressive and then lastly i really value compassion and empathy these are like core qualities i think we're going to talk about later as like Mm. important to being that like superhero character i I referenced Team Iron Man and Team Captain America earlier, and I really, really don't like Captain America because of certain core values. Say that it I have. louder! <laughs> <laughs> um, I am totally Team Iron Man, and it's not necessarily because like Iron Man and I would be friends, but I think he really emphasizes the need to like work as a unit, as a team, and work under a mutually agreed upon mm-hmm. authority structure. Mm-hmm. And Team Captain America is all like. Captain America, okay, baseline, Captain America might be genuinely the best of them. That could be true. The best of them in what way? Like, character-wise? In every way. Character, the best intentions for the world, Mm -hmm. the best generally really great abilities to, like, work out making these good intentions happen. If you haven't seen the movie... Or the little, or the trailer even. I don't even remember which Avengers movie it is. But there's a point where Captain America may or may not have picked up Thor's hammer, proving that he was worthy of whatever worthiness Thor is worthy of. Yeah, we can't sleep on that. Yeah. Like, that's, like, Captain America is good. But, and this is, like, a huge addendum to this whole thing, 
if he's not willing to work under some like authority structure and some agreed upon rules for society essentially like a society of of superheroes then to me that negates all of his goodness because he cannot work in the community he needs to be part of yeah yeah and as you're talking about uh captain america and iron man you know when we when we watch superhero movies we often see the superhero pitted against a villain so we can easily talk in terms of good and evil but it's really hard to use those terms when we're watching something like Iron Man and Captain America at odds. <laughs> I right. mean, we're using some kind of absolute term or absolute language to describe people. Right. And this is like good versus good. Like how and then you ultimately if you choose a team, as I have, you're ultimately saying the other one is not good. Hmm. So, like, where do you go from there? Because they're still both superheroes. Right. And then when it's you're when you're thinking in terms of um, in terms of absolutes, especially when you're using absolute language like good and evil, there's really not a whole lot of space there to say things like what you just said, like good versus good. Um, we have to pick a winner and a loser, but then I, because, you know, I mentioned I really value empathy and compassion, and I think that those should be a part of every hero's character. I mean, where, where does compassion enter in, in a fight between two heroes? where we're truly concerned for everyone. So that, that kind of actually brings me to my next question. Without empathy and compassion, is a superhero a villain? I'm going to be honest, like, this is a tricky question for me, and it, it, like, I need to kind of, like, lay some baseline of, like, what superhero is and what a villain is. And, like, I want to, like, first of all, bring up anti-heroes, because I think you could point at those people and be like, they're not terribly compassionate mm-hmm. or empathetic. They do the lone wolf thing, kind of, which I've already established I'm not a fan of. But they still do good, right? Batman and Wolverine kind of operate outside of the established realm of authority. They really do. Yeah, not kind of, absolutely. But they are still, I think, still superheroes in the sense that they like they do kind of employ some empathy and compassion when as a as a a motivation for doing good batman makes really horrible life choices where he isolates himself from people and wolverine does the Mm, same mm -hmm. but they're doing it for the good of the other people as like as convoluted as their reasoning might be they're still doing it for other people's good right they may they may have the intention of doing good but even that isolation hurts those closest to them No superhero conversation would be complete without a cameo from Stan Lee. <laughs> and just gotta say, this man was impressive. He did so much for storytelling and for bringing like these really lofty themes into everybody's everyday world. And I think that's important. Stan Lee is quoted as saying, A hero is someone who's concerned about other people's well-being and will go out of his or her way to help them, even if there's no chance of a reward. And I think that pretty clearly establishes, like, these anti-heroes, um, if you want to call them that, are are still heroes. If a superhero goes out of their way to take care of others' well-being, is, like, is a villain someone who gets, goes out of their way 
to serve themselves without regard to others' well-being. Mm. I, I, I have trouble with this also because I think that's a lot of people would identify someone who has the ability to help and just does nothing, stays like net zero, doesn't do anything either way as also being villainous. So, first of all, do you have to choose between being a superhero or a villain? Like, are those your only options? Um, Does great power actually come with great responsibility? Yo, you just asked a lot of really good questions. (laughs) Answer all of them. (laughs) Um, Man, yeah, because we... I mean, I, I kind of mentioned this before that there's that there's a bit of a problem that comes with using absolute language and also having to choose between two extremes, a superhero or a villain. But to, to answer your question of whether great power actually does come with great responsibility, I mean, I guess I can't give it and a, you know, I can't ever know that I think that we'll be puzzling over this for a while. But in my opinion, if the powers you do have come with extra responsibility, let's say that's true, um, then it can be argued that there's an added factor of accountability for someone with powers. And some people can self-manage, but other people need to provide visibility on their actions in order to stay the course. So I think it really depends on your tendencies, which vary on a case-by-case basis. I, I mean, if, if I could just return to this initial question of whether or not we need empathy and compassion in a hero so that they can be a hero, I, I would say yes. I would say yes. Um, superheroes fight for justice and the common good. Uh, ideal ideal keyword (laughs) justice (laughs) is meant to uphold people to guard their humanity without empathy and compassion you have very little understanding of humanity you then have a very little connection to the people you're protecting so your focus is mainly on protecting a thing or an ideal justice And now we're not talking about the ideal version of justice that's meant to uphold people. It's the other way around so that people become less important than quote-unquote justice. And we really can't call it that anymore anyway. Anywhere that someone values the enforcement of justice over the preservation of humanity, there has been a total perversion of the original nature of justice. And and this manifests in all kinds of ways in our world today, but this really makes me think of all the reported killings where white police Mm. officers have murdered people of color, especially black people, because of justice mingled with a false absolute. That if you're white, you're good or safe, and if you're not, you're a threat. An absence of empathy and compassion will inevitably lead to oppression. Right, and there's just there's also like an added layer of just self knowledge, self understanding of like recognizing your own flaws in that, uh, yeah, and your own biases and things that like you maybe didn't even know was there, like were there. 
Uh, and I can't help but think, like, you might have kind of a natural font of empathy and compassion, but ultimately, like, those are choices we make, right? I can right. choose to be empathetic and compassionate. I might actually not understand what you're going through, and I might not ever understand what you have experienced and why you do what you do. I can still choose to be compassionate. Yeah. And I think like this is really important for people who are perhaps on a spectrum of autism or other things that we might call social disorders where they don't tend to understand these things in a typical way. But right. these people are still typically very empathetic and compassionate and choose these things. Right, just because they don't feel the kind of um, connection that we commonly feel with humanity or or that there's a common understanding of other people that doesn't make them a villain right and and in like i think it was seth rogan um after stanley passed away tweeted something about like thanks for making the people who feel different feel important and there's just really a I just wanted to like plug that in here because I was thinking about it. Um, right. This is a thing that superhero stories do for us, and it's it's great. They give us a way for our weirdness to be cool. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember what tweet you're talking about. Um, I think he used the word special at the end. Um, thank you mm-hmm. for making those of us who felt different feel special. Let's let's go back to the initial question. <laughs> Right, so we've talked about some of this absolute language between superhero and villain, um, which means we almost equate these roles with good and evil. But as you pointed out, Jenny, antiheroes do some evil things sometimes. They do hurtful things. And villains do good things sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think overall there's just a lesson to be learned hear that while using absolute language like good and evil or superhero and villain that might be easy but we have to be cautious this reminds me of some of the more recent uh, releases in over the last few years whether it was movies or tv shows i'm really liking how we as the audience get to see humanity in more characters, including the ones who are presented as a villain up front. That as people with free will, we can do what is right and also what is wrong, but neither makes us absolutely bad or absolutely good. We're simply complicated. Yeah, I think there's a lot of space being explored right now with villains being a little more relatable. I say right now, but this is it's not to, like a very new thing. If you're a comic book nerd, you've been following these things for a while, I'm going to say right now, I have not. There's a lot of stories that like dig into like relatableness in villains mm-hmm. that I just don't know about. But a more recent example for me is the like Marvel series of superhero kind of the 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 grittier ground level superheroes and first of all like there is some comfort for me in having a villain who's just absolutely evil who uh my example of this is the jessica jones villain uh, Kilgrave, 
who like is is just terrible and evil and you see like flashbacks to his childhood where he was also terrible and evil yeah there's not like like he i think there's like implications that he had a hard childhood but i think there were also implications that he was given chances to make right choices and always chose the like horrible manipulative harmful one and there's like yeah for there's for me there's comfort in knowing like i don't have to struggle to relate to this like there is a character that is evil and that can be defeated but like pulling back from that having these more complicated villains gives us an a lot of room to empathize and show compassion if i have a villainous character in my like everyday life my you know the boss who doesn't appreciate me at work there's probably room there for me to like step back and empathize like maybe they have something going on that yeah. makes them uh hard to deal with yeah yeah i love how these stories give us room to practice empathy and compassion. It helps us to define our connection to humanity in general, but yeah, our fellow humans like the boss that maybe doesn't appreciate um, us the way that we would like to be appreciated or someone who spoke to us curtly this morning that, ugh, you just can't get over. I was thinking about this Wonder Woman uh, quote earlier when we were talking about like choosing to be empathetic and compassionate. There's a scene at the end of that movie where she chooses not to kill someone who clearly deserved it and decides the way that she can mete out justice is not necessarily the way that's going to solve the problem. And she chooses, and she even like dis- distinguishes between her abilities and like mission I guess in life and the solution which is love and the quote Mm. that uh, from her is I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and read the whole thing because I think it's good I used to want to save the world to end war and bring peace to mankind but then I glimpsed the darkness that lives within their light I learned that inside every one of them there will always be both the choice each must make for themselves something no hero will ever defeat I've touched the darkness that lives in between the light, seen the worst of this world and the best, seen the terrible things men do to each other in the name of hatred and the lengths they'll go to for love. Now I know, only love can save this world. So I stay, I fight, and I give for the world I know can be. This is my mission now, forever. And then she like jumps off a building. She jumps off a building to go fight. Save the world. But not... She can kind of fly. That's a tricky thing there i'm not sure i think she can just jump really far this idea that like the ultimate power here is the way that she can show love and not justice and not like you did something wrong so you deserve punishment kind of justice (sighs) there's definitely strength in that i love that you read that whole quote um because it really portrays the disarming strength of love and that love is as much of a part of justice as you know the things that that we typically associate with justice i i mean i i mean i i like that quote because i also think that love should be the heart the heartstrings of justice oh this was such a good subject and we could have gone way more in depth on a lot of these Especially when you when you said that uh, Wonder Woman makes a decision to to show love as a as a means of show of enacting justice, even though this 
version or form of justice doesn't solve the problem. I was like, oh, we could go so much deeper. Just talking about yeah. how justice does not always eradicate the problem, but it is what is right. And justice is also not always immediate. But I, oh, I love this conversation. And, um, and I also would love to talk about villains someday so hey yeah we have this conversation we could have four more episodes just continuing this conversation and then transition into villains and then just go back again because we'll think of something new (laughs) right we could always do that that might get boring yeah and you dear listener we also just want to talk about great stories and how they've impacted our lives and superheroes are definitely a part of that but yeah we want to we want to pay attention to some of the other great things in storytelling which is a great way to transition into sharing a story element that stuck with us recently actually not a huge transition <laughs> um i saw the trailer for the captain marvel movie recently and just got so excited this is like the story element that is really sticking with me and i can't really tell you much more about it other than it's like yeah it's it's coming in a great time for a world that was like ready for wonder woman and now we want captain marvel and i'm excited very on theme i like it um mine is not Yeah, I, oh man, I just recently watched this Netflix movie, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. For those of you who are very intense meaning seekers, I don't recommend this film to you. (laughs) I think you'll be a little disappointed after um, two, two and a half hours. I can't remember, but be free, do what you want to do. Um, anyway, uh, the, the the story element that I was thinking about um, so much ever since I've seen it, um, there's this scene at the very end, a, I would say, we'll, we'll call him a professional storyteller um, to avoid any spoilers. This professional storyteller is talking about his work and he talks about how kids love hearing stories but the same is true for adults and he says people can't get enough of them because well they connect the stories to themselves and we all love hearing about ourselves I suppose so long as the the people in the stories are us but not us of us in the end especially because the ending happens to the person in the story but not to me I live forever. Hmm. And I, oh, this really stuck with me um, because there's almost a certainty and a safety about stories that have an ending. Our day-to-day lives, we might be able to predict a little bit here and there. But, I mean, when we go to sleep at night, we just know that day has ended and that there is something completely different ahead. We don't always know exactly what that is. And that can be really daunting at times. That was one, one thought that I had, but I also thought about how important that it is that we see ourselves in a story, which mm-hmm. is 
exactly what we've been talking about today and also makes me think about how important representation is. So, Christina, where can people find you? You can find me on the internet in a couple different ways. I have a blog on Medium, Christina from the Midwest, and I'm also on Instagram, which is where I drop poetry and general things that we're working on for this podcast. You can find me on Instagram with my handle c.l.you. And you can find me on most social media platforms at J-L-F-E-H-R. I hang out primarily on Instagram, but occasionally post things in other places. Thanks for joining us for this episode of So Story. So, Christina, where can people find you in the internet? <laughs> On the internet? <laughs> internet adjacent. Jason. Internet, internet adjacent. Ad- ad- Jason? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can find me on the internet, Jason. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't say that. No. 